Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 55. It's a, it's a little chat that Matt and I have. Uh, in this podcast, we're talking about the usual. We're talking about Bake Off. We're talking about Discovery Season 3, Mandalorian Season 2. We discuss the Venture Brothers. We talk about uh, Matt's woes with PlayStation Remote Play and uh, God of War series. We talk about The Sims. We talk about uh, Star Trek of Final Unity and retro gaming. We talk about a lot. We generally talk about a lot, guys. And we hope that you enjoy the stuff that we talk about. If you enjoy it, please make sure that you uh, that you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Please make sure that you uh, share it and, and leave us a review uh, wherever you're listening as well. And of course, you can find us across all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for The Geekatorium. And if you really, really want to support us, you can also pop onto Patreon uh, and subscribe to one of the tiers and you'll get a whole bunch of benefits for helping us out. But I've chatted on for long enough. Without further ado, let's go into the podcast. How are you? I am having a celebratory drink because the election results are in and we can kind of calm down and move on with our lives. <laughs> oh, and do you know what's really funny? After all of it, like after like sort of Philadelphia sort of um, declared their results and we're like, yep, President Biden elect. Here we go. Um, Nevada suddenly chimed and went, oh, yeah, by the way, we've got our results in. We've got, like, Nevada, we've been waiting for you for a week, mate. Come on, <laughs> come on, right? You, we, we've moved on. We're on Philadelphia now. Nevada, just getting, like, Georgia almost overtook you, Nevada. That's how slow you were. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, yeah, I've not really been properly following, following. I, I followed it on the evening. Hmm. And then uh, I, I just sort of been keeping half an eye on it because I knew it was going to take ages. I knew yeah. it was going to be this long draw out process um i knew it was going to be the ending to return of the king it was going <laughs> to be just this constant and then we've got the ending oh no it's not quite the ending and then we've got the no it's not quite and then, no no we're going to do I'm... that bit again we're going to recount we're going to do this <sighs> and the worst part is is this is not the ending either i mean first of all trump's already said they're going to be starting trump's party uh sort of campaign party have already said they're going to start litigation from monday they've already had a couple of they've had a few lawsuits um thrown out of courts because yeah. there's no there's no legal, evidence yeah there was well there's no legal freight you know it's like what are you doing why are you shut up um so there's that but the the other thing is is like how likely do you think it is that he is going to leave the white house it's more likely that of his own free will yeah well it's more likely that he's going to resign because i He's either going to resign or they're going to do that 26th or 25th Amendment thing. I'm not sure which one is it. It's 25 or 26. The one where he's uh, mentally incapacitated and they can remove him. But uh, I, I look for... I. Do you know what? Personally, I just... I. I would like to see him escorted out of that way. I'd love to see like the Secret Service just escorting him out because he's like... Uh, Part of me is like, no, if he's refusing to leave the Oval Office, then chain him up there and have him as a pet like Sloth in the Goonies. 
<laughs> Should you have like, uh, like you, you you push back Lincoln's head and there's a secret button there. It opens <laughs> yeah. it up like a, uh, the, the shelves slide away. And then in the bottom <laughs> is Donald Trump. Um, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I think we should do. Let's just chain him up. Just as like, you don't want to leave? Fine. You can stay and you can watch everything happen around you. Do you, remember, like, do, you remember, do you remember when there were the riots outside the White House and he yeah. actually went down to the, the basement that, you know, how they've got that fortified yeah. basement in the White House and he went down um, because he was scared for his life and then claimed the only reason he went down was to check it was still working or something yes. along those lines. It's just, like, oh, it's just, uh, you know, just, 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 just like uh, surveying it. That's all. Just having yeah. a survey. Oh just, uh, man. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I feel sorry for a lot of like comedians because that's like what 20 minutes of material just gone already. Yeah. Um, but I've already seen like the thing is I've seen I saw a comedian complain going, oh, our jobs have just gotten harder now because it's not as funny. But like I actually thought it was harder to write jokes about Trump because it was just so unbelievable what he did. Like he, yeah. he would do the joke. Like, you know, you always like the whole thing about comedy was that you always go like what's the most extreme thing you can think of? Like that would seem out of character and ridiculous in this situation. And that would be funny. Trump did that on a day-to-day basis. Yes, that every, was every just day, what he did. Every day for Trump was like one of those moments in Mock the Week where the comedian would walk up to the microphone and it would be like, things the president wouldn't say. Yeah, drink bleach to get up. rid of coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like the president would suggest injecting bleach to get rid of a virus. It was yeah. like, no, that's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I'll put that in the comedy bit because it's just so, it's, oh my God, it's real. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's so stupid. If anything, I think comedy should get um, should get easier now uh, because it's like, oh, now you've got like Biden, who's just let's let's, let's be honest, he's just a bit boring. It, like it's cool, but he's a bit yeah. boring. Well, he's just um, an old man. It's yeah, he's an old man. Um, but you know, the, it'll, it'll be easier to write jokes because now you can write extreme things again. You know, it's like oh, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm I, I am with you. I'm celebrating the drinks. Uh, we're drinking on that. Uh, it is about damn time. Yeah. Um, and it is annoying that America is ahead of us. <laughs> well, and finally, well, like Americans looked at the last four years of their presidency and went, yeah, let's not do this again. Uh, the UK looked at the last 10 years of our government and went, hey, let's continue yeah, that. More of that, please. <laughs> yeah. No, stop. <laughs> please stop. Oh, we're getting political again, Matt. We're getting we political are, again. We are. I'll tell you what. Let, let, let me let me tell you uh, something that was. I mean, I, you kind of know about this because I mentioned it in the chat. But I should uh, in our yep. in our little private chat that we have, the Geekatoria chat, um, was uh, I did my pub quiz again, and uh, for oh, the yeah. second week in a row, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden was back. He must have enjoyed the quiz the first time. That's he the did. only explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked, yeah, man. And, and, I bet he's. The, I bet the funny thing is he's there next week waiting. <laughs> Just turns up, it's like, where's the quiz? You're like, he was he was trying to get my dad to come. He's like, oh, we should get your dad down here. I was like, no, no. seriously. I was like, no, that's no. not going to happen. <laughs> so for a start, pandemic. And secondly, he's in his 90s. He does not do pub quizzes. Oh, we tried boy. doing that at Christmas last year. Where I did a pub quiz and he hated it. He really? Hated every question. <laughs> The rest of the family were getting it, but he wasn't, and he hated it. I mean, of all people, like, you, you, if you ran it like a game show, he'd be all over that, wouldn't surely? Maybe, but if he knew any of the answers, but he didn't know <laughs> any of the answers. I was doing Christmas, because we did Christmas movies. I did a Christmas movies quiz. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I put Die Hard in there. Oh, he was very unhappy with that. That's a Christmas movie. I mean, I, I'm in two minds about that, but no, I'll, I'll do it. Movie. 
I'll, I'll, you know, I'll submit to the masses and do that as a Christmas movie in my quiz. But it's there's not, no two minds about it, mate. It's a Christmas. Movie. It's basic Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. It's not one that I look. I've got a lot of Christmas movies. Look, we need to do a Fantastic Five of Christmas movies. That's yeah. what we need to do. Die Hard, Bat- Batman Returns, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, Home Alone, Prometheus. And- that's a Christmas well, movie. Pr- there you go. Prometheus See? is a Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Iron Basic. Man 3. Iron Man 3, yeah. And Iron Man 3 is definitely a Christmas film, right? Man in a red suit. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, brings gifts to children. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Iron Man 3 has a big Christmas tree in it. Does it? Oh, yeah. 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 It yeah. yeah. has a big Christmas tree in it. I was just trying to think, like, I was, I was trying to make a, a reference to calling Happy a happy little elf, but I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I'm fried. This, this, is why, um, this is why scripted comedy is always better. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll defend Iron Man 3 as a Christmas film uh, to the death, mate. I will absolutely defend oh, it. it. It's, yeah, but the way I see it, it's not a film that you go, right, it's Christmas. I want to get in the mood for a Christmas movie. Do you know what was a Christmas movie for me for years? There's two movies that were, um, that were for me, I always thought were Christmas films, simply because they were always on at Christmas. Yeah. One was Empire Strikes Back. For some reason, it was always on ITV at Christmas. Don't know yeah. why, right? Always was. The other was Star Trek Voyage Home. Again, it was always on at Christmas. Yeah. So for me, I grew up thinking those were Christmas films because they were only ever, I only ever watched them on TV at Christmas. So I get that. And, and, and you know, the, the opening on Hoth, it's like snow and white Christmas. Yeah. And all of I that. think it's a shame that Star Wars have never done a holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if George Lucas had his way, <laughs> he'd, have, he'd have had that completely bleached from our minds. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Yeah. yeah, he would definitely have done that. Um, and what, what was there? Well, there was something else I was going to tell you about, but it's, it's, it's gone from my head. How are you? Were you all right? Are you good? Yeah, I've had a better week than last week. You know, obviously, yeah, we, we, got, we, we got very real uh, sort of last week. Um, this week's been a massive, it's been a big improvement, uh, feeling a lot better myself. Um, things around me are pretty all right. You know, started the lockdown, um, mm. treating it differently this year, this year, this, this year, this, this is the second one this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Treat, uh, yeah. Mate, it feels like we've had 10 years in this year. Like, honestly, yeah. but I'm treating this lockdown differently. Like I'm not putting any pressure on myself to achieve anything or um try anything new like ultimately you know during the last lockdown you know i picked up my guitar did, did my song a day thing uh and just and made myself really busy creatively and whilst it was really good i, I did burn myself out and then i found like once once i got back to normal sort of going back to you know that you know that period of normality we almost had um i found myself struggling to keep up with all the stuff that i'd managed to do so this one i'm like well just continue to do the things that i mean i know that i'm doing that i'm good at um, maybe adding a couple of other self-care things, but I'm not putting any pressure on myself to try and to do anything. Like, I think like one of the most dangerous things, especially in the last lockdown, and I, I, I've seen it popping up again already, are people like, um, you know, you don't get opportunities like this. What are you going to do with your time? How are you going to become better? And it's like, I'm not, I'm going to, I don't want to become better. I want to look after myself and make sure that I don't collapse into a heap and cry constantly. Like 
we when you've got this time you don't there shouldn't be any pressure to um i don't know like to achieve things and try and impress people that you don't know or internet strangers or whatever it should be about like you know what is right by you you know a bit of self-care so that's that that's kind of my attitude right now and i'm kind of in that place so you know i'm 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 good i'm kind of good that i've sort of reached that place um good, man. and okay. as a result nothing has been happening recently yeah. <laughs> you know i've been streaming uh that's been a lot of fun yeah. um so uh you know had a really good stream last night uh playing star trek final unity man that game game goes on uh <laughs> and you know i've just i've just i've just been enjoying streaming doing pot doing this doing some movies dinosaurs just you know just the usual stuff and it's nice I, i'm in a good place right now i saw your merch yeah and then some of it got taken down straight away why um copyright Oh. So apparently because it's a comic that does parody, even though it's a comic that does parody, um it's uh it, I I guess this is a compliment on my art. Yeah. Is that uh it's it apparently looks so close to the, the, and you can probably guess who the main ones that that did strikes against me. Disney and Harry Potter, right? Uh, right. Um so I'm guessing this is like my artwork is so good that they can't distinguish what I've done from the real thing. Um, a little bit frustrating because like obviously I say these are comics with these movies with dinosaurs. Of course, I'm going to have like a Marvel movie with dinosaurs in yeah. it. But it's like it's parody, right? But they were like, no, 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 we've got to take it down. The, the frustrating thing was is that I went and looked on the site and uh, there's plenty of iron man stuff on there that clearly breaks copyright hmm. worse than what i've done so i'm a little bit annoyed um and so i whilst i've got merch up there right now i am looking for another source to sell it through okay well it's it's, it's progress there's progress mm. and it's a nice idea it's a it's a really nice idea you know the coasters and the mugs mm. and all of that that's that's freaking great man i was uh i was well chuffed to see it all yeah, I hope someone, you know, I hope, I hope someone buys it. <laughs> Not all of it, just like a little bit of it, you know, buy, you know, if you want to buy a It With Dinosaurs print, that would be lovely. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool. So I was it, thinking it of getting like... one of those for Kelly. I hope she's not going to listen to this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. It's a bit weird that I've got merch. That feels weird. I feel like, like you know, when you look at all these streamers and like online content creators, and I'm like, oh god, I've turned into one of them, haven't I? I've got merch. Oh. Yeah, well, that's what it's for. That's what all of yeah, this is for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, with ray guns, like we'd be selling CDs at the, the gig and point. stuff like that. You know, we've done T-shirts. Yeah, we would do like deals where it's like buy a T-shirt, buy a CD, or get a deal for a t-shirt and a cd yeah, you know, you you know. I've done okay I, 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 should, I should stop being so hard on myself that's why yeah, totally totally hard on yourself what have you uh what have you been watching this week well um uh before we get into the the, the stuff that we've all watched together uh i i have actually um uh, nothing that geeky we've talked about this before but uh i'm on season eight because it's now on netflix uh season eight of modern family ah <laughs> And oh, uh, I tell you what, I tell you what, so you good. said it doesn't dip. There it, is a bit of a dip in this season. Mm, there's a there's bit a, of a dip in this season. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's still good. I'm still laughing out loud. And there's still, there's actually obviously now a lot more feels. There's a lot more feels that when you say like the, the Phil and Jay character, when they actually get on, 
and they're, they're, there's there's moments between them you feel it because you're like ah oh, it's like it's like when you see dr cox and jd become friendly with each other you're like ah oh, it's good to see that sort of thing there's no yeah. confrontation they're just being open and like it's it's great to see but it shows um character development as well exactly, which is really yeah. really cool so it's like yeah it's it's lovely um mm. yeah you're right there is a bit of a dip in season eight um but yeah. it's been on for so long and it's like how much can you write but um it's still great i mean like their, their dip still makes them better than 90 percent of sitcoms oh totally ever. totally and i tell you who is welcome uh who's been in several episodes uh nathan fillion as, oh yeah uh, i forgot Raina he was shine. in it Raina shine yeah oh man i forgot oh, about him and you know who was also in three episodes go on winston duke umbaku oh god yes <laughs> he's in three oh. episodes yeah, oh man, I need to watch Modern Family again. I haven't watched it in a while. I couldn't believe um, it. I was like, oh my God, Mbaku. And he's young. He's really yes, young. Yes, very really young. young. Uh, he's like, he's getting on with the uh, the younger daughter of the Dumfies. I was like, hey, hey, she's a child. And he's like, no, she's not. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> isn't it weird watching the Dumfies grow up? Yeah. Uh, like the kids, like Alex grows up and becomes, you know, uh, like, you know, they all grow up quite yeah. hailing. The, the boy, especially. Luke, has really, like, he was a little kid and now he's he's a man. Do you he's know what's funny about Luke? The, so the actor who plays Luke is actually a genius. Do you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, he's actually, like, he's, uh, he, so he went to, like, college and everything like that, but he's actually a member of Mensa and stuff, or I think, or something like that. But he's got, like, a really high IQ. He's actually a really intelligent person, but he plays, like, Luke Dunphy. <laughs> and he plays it so well. He plays it brilliantly. Like... He plays it so, so well. So yeah. I've been really, uh, yeah, been really enjoying The Modern Family. Um, and then we had Bake Off. Mm. And then we had Bake Off. Mm. Oh, did that, that, that was a, that was extraordinary. Extraordinary week on Bake Off this week. What week was it again? Sorry. It was, it was the like... week you, you were very annoyed. You came onto my stream and you were very angry. Oh, ice cream. It's ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what was the, I mean, what was, there's was no... the theme but... ice cream for the week? Yeah. The whole, oh, it was oh, 80s. Okay. It was 80s. 80s. It was 80s. No, it was 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you had like the, um, yeah, quiche. it was the 80s, 80s theme because you had like quiche um, and then you had um, eclair. No, donuts. It was donuts. Long yeah, donuts. sort of donut eclairs. Yeah. Donut eclairs. And then it was like an ice cream cake. Yeah. Um, and everyone did like sort of 80 styles ice, ice cream cakes um, in 35 degree weather. Uh, no, I think it was 40 in the tent as well. Oh, 40 in the tent. Oh, like that is brutal to do. Like, it's I think like, too I think, hard. ultimately they plan it ahead of chat time. They're not going to know what the weather's like going to be on that particular day that they go to film it. But there should have been some sort of like flexibility well or... the, to counter that because i this is this is i think the exact same as you like they, they, they should do something or at least go do you know what we'll wait a day see if it's a little bit better tomorrow or maybe mm. we should wait until the evening when it's cooled down a little bit or something yeah. like that they there's there's no rule to say that we must start at like 10 in the morning or midday or whatever but there were three contestants that absolutely pulled it off no problem whatsoever mark not he, boring he mark it. As well, boring Mark. Not boring Mark. But no, he, he was already gone. Though. Oh no, no, not Mark. Um, Dave. Thingy. Dave. Yeah. Dave. Dave, who always does a shimmy. Have you mm. noticed that he's yep. got this little shimmy when he, whenever he's excited or disappointed, if he looks sad. He'll be like, 
Well, that really exactly. works well on a um, on, on an a, audio podcast. It's okay. We're going to put this on the video. Maybe I don't know. Ah, um, <laughs> Just I mean, obviously, it. I'm I'm gutted. Well, yeah. Um, it was it was going to be Lottie or Laura. It was going to be it Lottie was, or I, Laura. I personally think it should have been Laura, mainly because if you look at previous weeks, Laura has always hovered around the bottom. I mean, she got Star Baker that one week, but apart from that one week, she's always hovered towards the bottom. Um, whereas Lottie, Lottie, fair enough, is inconsistent, but she's always more like she. I she either does. Well, no, actually, I'd, I don't Lottie, know. Like, Lottie's like up, really up and down. Like Lottie, yeah. at least well, like, no, 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 has Lott, been consistent, Lott, but Lottie's been like either brilliant or absolutely terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but I'm so gutted about it because I like I would have loved to see her go through the final. Oh, she's hilarious. She's <sighs> she's got uh, this this dry humor that I said mm. if 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 they end up like say if Noel Fielding quits or if Matt Lucas quits, get get Lottie to replace. Oh she's yeah, just, yeah, definitely. Her humor is brilliant. Yeah, she's brilliant. So basically, everything is now on uh, Peter, my boy from Edinburgh, um, mm-hmm. and I, I the Slender I think, Man, I Slender Man. <laughs> I, I I think he could do it. I think he could do it. They yeah. like him because he always goes for bold. He always tries something different. Uh, he's always bold with his flavors and experiments. And even if they don't work 100%, they never go horribly wrong for him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, no, no. He, yeah, it's always, there's always like a disappointment, but not... Not savage disappointment. It's not yeah. like you fucked it, mate. It's like, oh, and at I least- expected a bit more. At least he has a personality as well. He has a person. Well, though, I think I think the strongest contender right now is uh, the one to beat is Hermine. Yeah. Oh, she's great. I love her. She's very funny, uh, but she's obviously immensely talented. Like the things. Oh, she's, yeah. Some of her bakes are amazing. It, and they look amazing as well. Like mm. they, they, they're telling her, they're telling us because we can only take their word for it how tasty it is. They're telling us yeah. it's tasty, but it looks tasty and oh, it yeah, looks yeah. impressive. Her ice cream cake was amazing. Yeah, and it was like so simple. Genu- it was so simple. Everyone always tried to complicate. She went, nope, simple, boom, done. And it was like, oh my god, it looks amazing. Yeah, get it, get the simple stuff right. You're laughing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And she's been- so. Tell us about, um, tell us about quiche. <laughs> I hate quiche. I absolutely find quiche to be the worst of all foods. Uh, What's your problem with quiche, man? It doesn't work. It does. I love pastry. I love cheese. I love eggs. I love all of those ingredients. Yes. But somehow you put them all together in a quiche format and it's it's the worst insult to food I have ever ever i love it i love quiche i love quiche i love i love quiche warm i love cold quiche you can just like pick it up and bite it and you, oh, oh it's love disgusting it is yeah. disgusting i don't get it ham in there oh mate bacon oh again oh. I, I i once sat down and i was like because i always hated quiche when i was a kid and then as i grew up i was like you know what you know what i'm not a kid anymore i'm gonna grow up I'm gonna grow up a bit and i'm gonna have a quiche and i bet you I'm going to love it because it is egg. It is cheese. It is ham. It is pastry. I like all those things. I ate it. I was like, this is fucking horrible. I had a quiche with like mushrooms in it. Oh, it was so good. I, I, look, oh. I I mushrooms. One of them, one of them made the salmon and leek quiche. Oh, I'd, I'd kill for that. I'd murder for that. Oh, that look, amazing. You're not making me ill by all of this. All of the ingredients, again, it all sounds like combinations. I'd eat all of those things, but put it in a quiche format for some reason. The custard, I think it's got to be the custard. It's got to be the custard. No, what was he thinking? Like scrambled eggs in custard. What was he thinking? What the fuck was that? 
Just to go back to what we were talking about here with Bake Off. Yeah. What the, seriously, that was seemed like a stupid idea because like you're trying to avoid custard turning into scrambled eggs. You don't make custard and put scrambled eggs in it. Deliberately put scrambled eggs in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stupid, oh, you idiot. But yeah, I just I can't I can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. Keisha's oh, disgusting. Dear. It's disgusting. Uh, let me tell you why you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, I, 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 because your wife makes it. That's why. <laughs> I like a good quiche. I've always you liked a good to quiche. like a good quiche. It's fine. I don't want to deny quiche from anyone else. <laughs> they enjoy it. They, I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm not a gatekeeper of quiche. No. Gatekeeper of quiche. The quiche keeper. Are you the, are you the quiche master? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very different movie if Lewis Tully and Dana Barrett turned into just giant quiches. <laughs> oh my oh. god. Yes. Just um, ra- we're just <laughs> I tried to think of the most innocent thing that I could think of. Something that couldn't possibly hurt us. Quiche man. <laughs> Stay puff quiche man. It's just oh. poor Hollywood walking down yeah. the street. <laughs> Shaking hands with the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, I can imagine the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man with that much fake tan. It would look oh like Paul Hollywood. Yep, yep. <laughs> Just saying, you've never seen uh, Paul, Ho- Paul Hollywood and Trump in the same room. Don't throw that shit out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Although that in the in the news this week, like because someone because there was because um, it was eighties week, uh, someone like dug up a load of old eighties photos of everyone from Bake Off. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, and everyone was like giving high praise to Paul Hollywood. People were saying, "Wow, it looks like Tom Cruise." It's like it looks nothing like Tom Cruise. He just mm. looks younger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! They show Peru just closing down a miners' um, sort of a mine. <laughs> There was some stuff that I was going to say about Prue on my stream, and I'm not going to say it here. I didn't say it on my stream. I know the internet is not safe for those thoughts. Uh, I'm not sure if that will even stay in the edit, if I'm being completely honest. (laughs) Totally worth saying it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway, right. What else have I been watching? Ah, ah, Uh, the, the two things that I'm sure we've seen, we've both seen, both seen. Which one do you want to go with first? Season two or season three? Season three, first of all, come on. Season three, Star Trek Discovery. Mm. Wasn't that, episode four, wasn't that the most Star Trek episode of Discovery you've ever seen? And yet, it was my least favourite of the oh, season. That's fine, I get that, I get that. It's, and, but it's not to say it was a bad episode. Like, it was actually an exceptionally good episode. It yeah. was just my least favourite. Like, I, I just think the previous episodes were stronger. Um, but, yes. It felt like Star Trek, like old school Star like Trek. Deep Space Nine. And I don't mean just because of all the trill. I mean, just like the concept and the execution. It was just an episode of Deep Space Nine with better effects. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the I loved them going down into the um, into the tendril and the memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. was that was wicked. Um, and so here's what I love as well. This is what I love about this character. I've really fallen in love with this character. I think she's absolutely brilliant. What? Yeah, I think she's a brilliant episode, a uh, brilliant character. Um, it's, uh, she's a, uh, they are a non-binary character, and mm. they are a non-binary act- actor playing a non-binary character who's currently being called 
she. Mm. But you can see why they're going to become non-binary. Absolutely. Yeah? Um, and I think that's brilliant because it's going to have echoes with people. There are going to be people who watch this and are going to go like, this is the, ex you know, not that's the exact experience I'm going through. I'm not saying that non-binary people have a, a second person living inside them, but like no. maybe, you know, that's, it's, it's like that, you know, it's, it's I'm not, I, I don't know what the experience is, you know, I don't want to comment on it in that. Like, I don't want to say that's your experience. No, it's I definitely get it, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the process of coming to terms with that is, of being, you know, being non-binary is, is fantastic. Um, I, to anyone out there who's like, oh my God, it's just gone all lefty, woke and everything like that. Of all the characters in Star Trek, of course a trill would be non-binary. Absolutely. Like it makes, I, I, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Because, <laughs> I mean, ultimately Jadzia Dax was a trans character. Yeah. Like, well, even the first episode of it was Next Generation, the Trill were introduced. Yeah. And the whole thing was is that Beverly Crusher fell in love with the Trill. Trill gets injured, gets put into a body of a woman, Crusher's heart's broken. Yeah. Now, despite the fact that it was the same thing, but it was just that debate of just like, now, are you in love or is it like, how, how far can your love go? Like when mm. someone transitions, can you still be? And it's, 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 it's a really sort of interesting concept, but you're totally right. It's a really good way of using non, uh, using Trill as a, a way of addressing someone who is non-binary because if you did have it like you know where simon Pegg, um not simon Pegg, uh george takai was um very upset uh with the fact that they made sulu gay and it just sort of felt like a bit of a throwaway thing it was unnecessary um and i i disagreed with that i i was fine with it because it's really throwaway but i get the criticism that yeah. it wasn't something that was serving the story yes. so it wasn't it wasn't addressing like having a gay character and it's serving the story it was just like oh by the way he's gay and it's like but this is a big important thing but it's like ah we're throwing it away don't worry about it whereas in this it feels like they're using it and they're going to address it properly because if, if they if she is they are going to come out as a non-binary character in an episode down the line it's not going to be for the sake of oh we're just throwing it in there it is part of this character's journey that they're still figuring themselves out. They're learning about all these past selves. Mm, um, mm. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a way of addressing it. I think in a very clever way that isn't just throwaway. It's going to make the, the fact that this character is going to come out as non-binary is going to be important. And it's yeah. not going to be throwaway. Yeah. How much when you were watching it though, when they were, uh, when they were with the council, the, 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 the trill, the other trill, mm -hmm. we were like, which one is Dax? Yes, there was a little <laughs> bit of that. Like I thought for a moment we might see a cameo. From I, I thought there might Jadzia. be one of them would turn around and go like, I'm, you know, say their name is Dax. And I was like, I was waiting for it. Um, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm a little bit disappointed that they didn't, but I'm glad that they didn't. Because How'd you get the balance of fan service? Because that exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, all in all, I thought it was really, really, uh, it was a good episode. Wasn't the ex episode I was expecting. Mm -hmm. um you know i thought it was it, so i was wasn't expecting an episode like that i enjoyed it um it's not as i say it's not my favorite but i still enjoyed it a lot what do you think of the uh because from the short treks that came out last year calypso yes that's now coming into fruition 
Yeah, so I, I, you know, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Obviously, we had the sphere data mm-hmm. inside the ship, and you know, Calypso would happen before that was written, and like you know, before we'd actually seen that happen. So I was always like, back in my head, I was like, okay, so we're jumping to a point that's closer to Calypso now, because I remembered mm-hmm. that, I remembered that, and the ship is sentient. Mm-hmm. So how is that happening? And it was like trying to put all the pieces together. So I was waiting for it to happen. I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. Same. Same. It's because it really just like happened like that. It was so quick. It, it's probably my only criticism of the episode is that it happened so quickly. And Saru was like, just like, okay, this is, a, this is happening. And I was like, hang on. You've heard your, the computer voice just completely crack and change and the demeanor change. Mm-hmm. You've asked it to run a level 10 diagnostic and it's gone, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and you've just accepted that <laughs> and it's just like at Jordi LaForge would not accept Miles O'Brien would not have accepted that no, he would have no one would have no Picard yeah. wouldn't have accepted that it was it's just it was a little bit of a weird sort of like this feels a little bit like like one of the things that's impressed me about this season is like uh how much the the values of Starfleet and the Federation are coming through and how they're demonstrating them and sort of their actions and everything like that. And this felt like outside of the norm. Um, it Do just you- felt a little bit weird. And like, I get it. I get like, like it was always going to be a thing that was going to happen. And I like that it's happened. I like it's happening. Um, I just felt like it was, um, they didn't give it, they've not given it enough time and enough space to breathe i wonder you know obviously it will happen like they will explain it more and stuff like that but it was just this felt rushed do you think it was activated much in the same way when geordie said let's create an adversary worthy of defeating data well it's it's the sphere data isn't it yeah but, but, but but it happened after saru specifically was like stop giving me activities how can I help the crew morale? And that's when the ship flipped out and then changed. So was it in a, a reaction to the question or was it, it just happened? Potentially. I don't know. That's a really good, that's a good thought process to go down. I'll, I'll, I, I will have to ponder this. I have to ponder rewatch it just more. to see. Yeah. Exactly I, need, what I do need question. to rewatch it. What was the it's question good, he asked? I will rewatch it because obviously I'm going to make my uh, video reaction mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. to it. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to rewatching this one. Um, let's say there were some parts that I really, really liked of it. Um, I do think it was a good episode. It just was, as I say, it wasn't my favorite. So. No, but I, th- I thought the whole stuff with the crew morale was brilliant. I think, oh, but- um, the, the breakdown, I forget the character's name, but her Detmar. breakdown. Yeah. Denmark, did you say? Detmar. Detmar. I thought her breakdown was a bit forced at the dinner table. A little oh, bit I- forced. Yes and no. I, I... The you argument was, was real. I felt the argument, but like her breakdown was just a bit like, okay, you're, this is a bit too much, a bit too much. Yeah, I think it's. I I, I was wondering what was what was going to go on with her because obviously from the episode second episode that she mm. was in, um, there was all, clearly something wrong with her, um, and it was like, is it something mystical? Like, is it something scientific? Is it is it something to do with like? But actually, it's all to do with PTSD. Oh yeah, um, no, the way I saw it, it was the pressure. The pressure. Like she, you know, the, the, 
she had all those people's lives in her hand, Discovery's lives in her hands, and yeah. she almost and she, everyone almost died. Well, she saw people her. die, and I, that's the thing. I I saw her looking at people who were injured and dying, yeah. and she was blaming herself for yeah. the, the death and the injuries. Exactly. And so so it's, yeah, it's 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 good that they've got that. It's good that they've got to that very quickly with her, and and mm. actually, I'm kind of glad that it's not something sci-fi and mystical. I'm glad that it's something that's very oh, yeah. real um because it's something you know how also like someone in my uh, discord brought this up but how much does like the way the crew morale is echo what the world is like right now with yeah. lockdown yeah oh totally like the whole world has changed yeah. and everyone is just everyone's stress is elevated and everyone is struggling and no one's talking it's tough it's really really tough yeah. so yeah yeah it's a it, it, it is good i mean obviously it was made long before any of this had happened so yeah they, which is, they which weren't is, to know which but, is crazy but yeah. that's that's just you know you know it's like the the simpsons predicted you know trump becoming president but you know uh <laughs> but uh i don't think star trek fully knew that there was going to be a sort of a mass collective uh collective depression uh <laughs> on that sort of scale but um, yeah, no, I love the episode. Um, I, yeah, as you're right, not my favorite. Did give me the feels when mm. when all the characters, um, you know, when oh they yeah, made all up the other, at the end, all the previous hosts. No, 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 no. Oh no, no the the when they were the watching crew, when they all made up at the end watching Buster Keaton. Yeah, brilliant. I uh, like that. I, I really liked it. that. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely really nice, loved it. And very nice Trek moment. Yeah, and Stamets um, apologizing to Tilly. Uh, and all of it was just wonderful and just the idea of like when tilly goes to saru and says like thank you for doing it i I know it didn't go the way you wanted it to but the fact that you did it meant a lot and it's and 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 that's when the doctor says at the end when the doctor's like you wouldn't have got to this point had they not had their meltdown yep and it's like this, you need to have the meltdown in order to get better properly. You can't just get better. You need to break before you can be fixed. Yeah. I think what I've enjoyed about this season um so far is the amount of one-to-one connective sort of human moments that yeah. all the characters seem to have. Um and I'm really like that. And I loved that this episode was started by Kohler. Loved it. Mm. So yeah, there you go. It's all great. It's, it's, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Now, we haven't talked properly about the first episode, let alone the second episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I still not watched it. Oh, you fucking liar. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Both of them, yeah? Both of them. Good. Good. What do you think of the first one? Do you see what I mean about the video game aspect? That it is like do you know what I really... Yeah, I do. Totally, totally <laughs> do. Do you know what I really like about The Mandalorian? And what? it's really funny because actually if I put it against Discovery, um, it's like Star Trek and Star Wars have swapped places. Discovery is very... Like, and don't, like, don't get me wrong. This, this season of Discovery is very much some of the most Star Trek that it's felt in the three seasons that it's been on. Mm. But it's still very like quick on the action, very fast-paced, very, you know, lots of stuff happening. Whereas, which, whereas The Mandalorian is so deliberately slow. Do you know, like, not a lot happens in that first episode. Not a lot, but I will say, I, I mean, I'm mainly sort of thinking about the second episode. I feel like 
this is the most Star Wars a Star Wars thing has been in a long time. Oh no, yeah, yeah, and there is that. But what I'm talking about is in terms of the pacing, it's it's not afraid to just be slow and let the story unfold slowly. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, there is that. There are moments of silence which is incredible. They're not trying to fill that up with exposition or things to do. They're just letting the silence be. The 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 dialogue is very deliberate. There's not again, there's not it's, it's not Star Trek a final unity where it's just so much exposition. It's like, yeah, I get it. I understand you're expl- wow, wow, you didn't have to tell me all of that. It's very much like they'll have a scene where there's only maybe four or five lines and a lot of it is actually just movement and silence and you know and i like it i like how deliberate it is how slow it is um it's so great to watch and so episode one i absolutely loved the end of episode one (laughs) yeah yeah just i can't believe they got him back well we knew he was coming back but we just didn't know if he was doing rex or but was he um was he at the end was he in season one as well well, the, yeah. Uh, well, the the uh, what the end of the uh, Ming Na episode, you mean? Yeah. Well, it could, yeah, it could have been Cobb Vanth because he was wearing the armor. Yeah, but it could have been the Marshal. It could have been Fett. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, the point is, I thought that was brilliant. Um, and then of course, um, uh, so that's episode one. The ending was oh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Episode two just. The child is savage. The, ch- the child is a dick. Yeah. The child is like, an absolute eating, dick. eating the eggs of this pa- this poor poor woman who's just she's just trying to take her eggs to like somewhere safe so that her fa- she can ha- she can have a gener she's not the last of her gener of her family. Yeah. And the, and and the child's just there eating all of the It's like do you know what as soon as like he ate that spider and I was just like yeah do you know what you deserve that. imagine how the spiders felt imagine how the spiders felt they're just you know they're in their eggs they're happy and suddenly this little green thing comes along and opens up the egg and oh you know what totally get it totally get it but i loved it and i love the x-wings the x-wings dave filoni as one of the pilots yep i loved how again how slow and deliberate that whole sequence was Mm um uh it was just great and i love i loved how that you know it was we know when this was all set, but now we're sort of, but in the first season, we never really touched on to the new Republic or, you know, Mm -hmm. anything like that. Uh, But now it's like, oh no, here we, you know, in the first season, we dealt with the dying embers of the empire. And now we're touching, now we're touching on to the new Republic. And it's like, that's really, really exciting. It'll be interesting to see that. And the fact that they're like, they're properly as not just Jedi, like everyone is saying, like, may the force be with you and also with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. I loved it. I did find ah. it funny. I was uh, like sort of giggling to myself when he had to take on the passenger, the the frog lady, when he had to take her on. I was like, what is this? The Uberlorian? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that this is going to be like he's going to be like ubering people like from yep. planet to planet yep. that's yep. this season trying to maintain his four and a half star rating exactly yeah <laughs> exactly what about i mean that was clearly a two-star ride that he gave there he crashed into the planet <laughs> almost killed <laughs> but uh richard iowade coming back for that one mm, little cameo yeah yeah it's a very small cameo it was very good and um it was just, I'll tell you what, it was just fun. It was just fun. The special effects as well, incredible. 
Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they've continued to stick with um, sort of live action puppetry. It just yeah. makes it feel and look a lot more authentic and real. So, well, no. the um, the frog lady was a, I think, was CGI, um, but and it was a bit noticeable, but not hugely. But the puppetry of Yoda, yeah, is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, well, of, of the child, even not, mm. not Yoda, but uh, no, I was really, really impressed. I mean, I'm just impressed with the whole episode. Um, yeah, and 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 they're, they're they're still doing long longer episodes than last season. A little bit longer, just just yeah, a little, just forty a minutes. This one, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still it's the best thing Star Wars have done since, I, I guess, Return of the Jedi. You're gonna say Clone, Clone Wars. Wars? Clone I'm Wars. I'm gonna say Clone Wars. I I'd, I'd rate this much better than any of that. This is this is this is the best. This really is the best thing Star Wars have done since the movies. Okay, I, that's cool. that's that's my. No, I'm not trying to put any of the other stuff down. I love Rebels. I love Rebels. Mm. I, I like what I've seen with the Clone Wars, but this is this is the best thing Star Wars has done since Star Wars. Cool, excellent. It's a good place to be. What have you been watching? Other than the same uh, things that I, I don't have. know if you watched it, but Discovery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, those those three things: Bake Off, Discovery, um, and uh, Mandalorian. I've been busy this week. Uh, yeah. I haven't really watched. Uh, I've been watching more Venture Brothers. Oh right, um, okay. Where are you up to it, in that now? That's a really, really good question. Um, <laughs> I am not sure. Hang on, let's find out. Has David um, Bowie made an appearance yet? David Bowie has made an appearance at the at the the wedding. The wedding. Um, yes, with Doctor Girlfriend. So yeah, Doctor Girlfriend is now um, Doctor Monarch, whatever you know. Like, uh, Doctor Mrs. Monarch. Doctor Mister Mrs. Monarch. Yep. So that's happened. Um, it's so they're no longer and like now he's now uh, his now arch enemy is not. Doctor Venture, but Doctor Venture, uh, the which, other Doctor Venture, yeah. the other Doctor Venture. Um, I am up. To, I'm season three still. Uh, season three, episode twelve. You, the you, animations you, you improved. The the animations improved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's about as much as I can tell you. It's weird. Like, um, it's a weird one. I, I again, like, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm enjoying it a lot. Like, I, mm. I, I think I'm enjoying it enough to keep watching it to keep it on but I'm not entirely sure what's still not entirely sure if I'm enjoying it or not. It's like, it's like, this is a little bit strange. Um, the brothers, I think are starting to become aware. Like, uh, one of the monarchs henchmen was like, you're, you're amazing. I've seen you die like so many times, but you're still alive. And it's like, uh, you know, they've come across their clones and I think he's starting to work out that, Oh, actually, you know, so I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, how don't good seem... um, was the cold open of season two where it looks like um, Dr. Venture is like finding it hard to get over the death when actually he just didn't want to go back and bring them back to life. He just yeah. wanted to go party. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. He's like the worst father. He He's really is. And it's, it is funny. Like, um, yeah, no, I... I, uh, I just thought the... I, oh, I, the, I did enjoy one episode recently, is the, the one where he, um, he ends up underground... Um, uh, and Keith from, uh, Prodigy is running around the sewers <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he's like, I'm stuck in the sewers. He claims he's a fire starter. I'm stuck in the sewers of an arsonist. Get me out of here, Brock. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. I love it so much. I so I, I, so I, I, I do. Yeah, it is very stupid. I do enjoy, I am enjoying it. Um, it's just, 
again, I, I, I'm not sure like I'm enjoying it as much as everyone tells me I should be. Yeah, well, that's, that's the problem when some, like, that's one of the reasons why I've never really full on got into Game of Thrones because everyone's like, oh my God, it's amazing. And I know I'll just watch it and go, eh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's no, it's fine. good. It is good. And as I say, it's enough to keep me watching. So that's the other thing I've been watching. Good. And one other thing I've been watching um, is uh, for the first time in a couple of months i've watched two new episodes of the simpsons two uh, they, new episodes yes uh, season 31 of the simpsons has dropped onto disney plus so <laughs> i am now watching the simpsons again um and i've watched the uh, i've watched the first two episodes and it is fine <laughs> it's fine it's it's not great it's Again, like I said to you, like it's better than it has been. It's better than it was in the middle. I get still still continues to be better than it was in the middle sort of stretch of like seasons thirteen to about twenty four. Um, but it's still it's 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 fine. It's The Simpsons. You can't complain too much. No, uh, I mean, I guess just in time for lockdown, a whole new season of The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the way I Great. see it. So there you go. That's what I've been. Uh, Fantastic. So yeah, what, you, okay. what have you been uh, playing? Hmm. Well, my plan was, <laughs> my plan was with uh, with with streaming and everything. Uh, I was going to start this week uh, a chronological playthrough of the the God of War series from from start to finish, doing it in order of the timeline. Okay. Uh, so that would be uh, like God of War Ascension, uh, God of War Chains of Olympus, God of War. Uh, God of War goes to Sparta. God of War two. God of War God of III. War and the uh, the Olympic Games. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the other one that's just called God of War that came out two years ago. But so that that would be it. Seven games. This was my plan. This was my ultimate plan. Starting with God of War Ascension. So in order to do that, I needed PlayStation Now to do that. Uh, subscription service. Not, on, on not PlayStation. PlayStation then. No, no, no. And not PlayStation when, not PlayStation <laughs> how, how. PlayStation now. <laughs> PlayStation now. Uh, and so, not 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> not an hour in the future. PlayStation rain check. Uh, so it, well, from the sounds of things, that's what you have yeah, got. That is that is exactly what's happened. So as it turns out, so the way the way uh, I and a lot of other streamers work is that I actually use a remote play. So uh, my controller is actually connected to the laptop, and the laptop is getting the information from the PlayStation via the internet. So that's that's how it's working. But unfortunately, to do PlayStation Now, you are streaming the game. You are you are downloading that. You are not downloading the game and playing it later. You are streaming the game. So you can't download the game onto your console. Some then... games you can, not all of them. Oh my god! And I thought the ones that were say PlayStation exclusives would be downloadable. Oh but no. they are not. So I, I I set everything up to test God of War Ascension. I set it all up. I hit start. And it goes, cannot be done with remote play. Oh, mate, that's gutting. It, it was. Because I was like, I have been plugging this for the last week or so, going, this is what we're doing next week, people. This is what we're doing next week. And then I couldn't do it. But you know what? Still fucking played it for myself, though, didn't I? Ah. So <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Uh, well, I haven't played loads of it, but enough to jump back in and be like, oh, these games are great. 
the God of War series, you know, and don't get me wrong, the new one is a great game, but the old series, it's just so much fun. You feel so brutal. You can feel very talented. Like you're just button mashing essentially, mm, but mm. every now and then you'll throw in a combo that you do know the buttons to, uh, and then it does it and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I am good at this game. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the, even though, because it's a PlayStation 3 game, I think it was like one of the last PlayStation 3 games. Yeah. The graphics are still great. Yeah. They're still great. You know, I'm, I'm not sitting there going, mm, you know, I'd, I'd like a remaster of it. I'd like a remaster of all the games. Do it, you know, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, I, I was really chuffed. It's not the best of the God of War series, uh, God of War Ascension. It's when it started to get a bit stale and that's when they revitalized it for the, for the new um, generation. And it is, it, they completely changed the gameplay. Uh, but yeah, it, it was nice to jump back into the, uh, 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 getting my blades of chaos and going nuts on some very disgusting creatures. So that's been fun. Um, so in, in turn, in, 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 in turn of doing, um, God of War Ascension, cause I couldn't do that. Um, I, uh, put it to a vote to my viewers. I was like, look, we can either do the Bioshock trilogy or we could do Spider-Man on the PS4. And overwhelmingly, everyone said Spider-Man, which I was surprised with. I thought, oh, you've all watched this. You know this game. You've, you've, you, you must be sick of Spider-Man. No, no, they're not sick of Spider-Man. No one's sick of Spider-Man. So I've been having loads of fun with that. Wicked. But, but the, I, I do feel with the streaming is that because it's not, I mean, it is story based and it is a good story. But when it's so open world you can just end up talking for ages and doing absolutely nothing and you're just swinging around. I just found, <laughs> found myself like, we were talking about, do you know what film we ended up talking about the other day? In fact, two Go films. Um, one of the viewers, one of your viewers who, who visits my page, uh, uh, my channel a lot, Demotan, uh, he, he, he talked about Hulk Hogan and, I, and he's talked about his terrible films. And I said, oh, what, like Suburban Commando? And his response was like, oh my God, like, you're like the only other person I know who's heard of this film. How is no one heard of this film? You've heard of Suburban Commando, yes. Yeah. Where's the alien yeah. that lives with the family? Yeah. 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 He, he was so surprised that other people had heard of this film. I thought it was oh, pretty common knowledge. So did I. I thought like Hulk Hogan at the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm so I had a good old chat that. And then one of the other viewers, Kim, she started talking uh, about this film called Oscar. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. When you say Oscar, are you talking about the Sylvester Stallone gangster mobster movie? And she was like, yeah, it's hilarious. I was like, I love that film. So then we just started talking about hidden gem movies that we think no one's heard of. So it's great. But then it's like, I'm not really playing the game. We're just talking about movies that no one's heard of, which is great. We're having a lovely time. But it's, I think with certain games, you can stay focused on the job at hand, whereas other games, you just, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because the Spider-Man stuff, we've, we know the Spider-Man story. There's not a lot of twists and turns we can get when there's like Doc Ock and Rhino and Electro and Shocker. We, we, we know that story. That's why I'm really pleased that we're doing a Mars Morales game next on the PlayStation 5. Because we've done so many Peter Parker games. True. Very true. Even Peter B. Parker's had more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, and oh, oh, yes. And of course, I did finish The Last Guardian last week. You did. I watched 
and I cried. Uh, I, yeah, I, I saw. <laughs> not as bad as I thought I was gonna, but it was. I, I, it was. It was. A, it was a bit of a mess. And I, I saw when you came on and you just one of the saddest bits and you're like, oh, dude. I'm like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is hard. This is a hard watch. Oh. So oh, I'm glad was, you enjoyed it, was, it though. I liked yeah, no, I really did. It, it looks like a, an interesting game. Um, and it, it looked, it, you know, we spoke about it years ago um, and uh, you, you spoke so highly of it. Uh, it, it does look like it was an interesting game. So it's mm. a shame it's not one that I'm going to get a chance to play because I don't have PlayStation myself. But oh, well. I, at least I got to see the playthrough of it and see how it works. See it, so yeah. um, that's the beauty of Twitch. That is. That is. And it's what I've seen with lots of people. That's what I did actually recently. Because um, remember me complaining about Alien Isolation? Oh, yeah. A friend of mine, Stream Gene, he, 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 he did it on Halloween. He did a playthrough. So you watched it through. And I, I didn't watch from the start to finish, but I caught the end. And I was like, oh, and my God, like the stuff that you do in that game. The stuff that you have to build up to, I was like, I haven't seen any of these weapons before. Mm. I didn't mm. realize you had to do any of this. I didn't realize you could scare the aliens away. I didn't realize there were face huggers. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that it's now. Remember, remember a few months ago, we talked about the alien saga, and we mm. talked about the fact that. I remember you saying "fuck you, Ridley Scott." A fuck lot. you, Ridley Scott, a lot. Yes, I did say that, and I, you know, I, 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 I stand, I stand by, by it. it. <laughs> but um, remember, we talked about the fact that the uh, in the novelization, um, because there was no alien queen, the eggs were created from people. Like the people were slowly turned into eggs. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, that's actually part of the story in the game, Alien Isolation. There's no oh queen, but people God. are being turned into eggs. Oh. Uh, so it's officially canon. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, it's eerie. It's, it's icky. It's very icky. Uh, and it was great to see it all play out. And you get these little cameos. So it's like Ian Holm did a, a voice cameo in oh, the game. Wicked. Tom Skerritt does a voice cameo. All the cast, the whole cast. Even there's a bit where Ripley uh, left a message for her daughter, and her daughter finds the message, and it's really kind of like, oh, this is sweet. Um, and she's like, I'll see you soon. And you're like, no, you won't, because 57 years later, you'll be found so which ripley <laughs> so yeah it's cool. um yeah, yeah that, that, so that's that yeah, you're right so twitch is good for watching stuff that either you can't do yourself or uh, can't be bothered to do yourself this is true but anyway what have you been playing uh just the usual mate uh so Continuing my Sims 4 Legacy Challenge, uh, the, the legacy of Hugo Harris. Um, it's become a real thing. Like, I can't believe how invested people have... Not just me, like, other people have gotten really invested oh, yeah. in this guy. Like, this character. Like, um, we're building this underground lair. I, I've got to say, man, I'm proud of my uh, interior decorating skills on the Sims. I think I've made this, this lair look pretty... Like, I'd live there. I'd live there. I, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, Since but, uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Carranza over here, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's so I'm enjoying that a lot. And uh, what I'm finding is because of the the legacy challenge, because of the specific way of playing the game, uh, I'm achieving things in The Sims that I've never achieved before, that I struggled to achieve before. Because again, I think, and I've said it before, as we've spoken on here oh, about it on before here, is that I've had to be more focused. Like I've had to be like, I have to do this thing in order to make my life better. Whereas before, it'd be like, I've got lots of money, it's okay, I can do whatever I want. But because I've had to start from zero, like I've had to like really focus on what I'm doing. It's going to be interesting, as I say, like 
you know, the characters are going to age. I'm going to get attached to Hugo. I'm already attached to Hugo and Candy Bear. Um, Is Candy Bear as attached to Hugo as you are? Oh, yeah, she I was, don't know. She, was, she had options to send flirty texts to everyone. Yeah, I know. I was a bit disappointed husband. at that. Bit disappointed at that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like, I'm, I am like attached to them. Uh, but they're going to have to age and they're going to have to die. That's part of the game. That's part of the, the legacy challenge is mm. that they eventually I have to let them go because they have to move on to the next generation. At least you don't have to bury them. They can just sleep in their bed and they're actually underground. It's <laughs> <laughs> the benefit of having an underground lair. You've already yeah, there got you that go. tomb. So, um, so that's going to be interesting sort of dealing with that emotionally. You might see me cry on the stream at some point as they die. Uh, so I've been playing that. Um, I have been continuing my uh, playthrough of Star Trek of Final Unity. Um, and it's picked up, hasn't it? It's, so last night we had a great we had a great time last night, but I think a lot of it was because we were messing around and telling a lot of puns and a lot of jokes. <laughs> and I had a very busy stream last night. I, I was, it was really like a lot of listen, a lot of watchers from the from the off, which was really really cool. But everyone was getting really really involved and laughing at the fact that I was like. I was hardly paying attention to what was going on because I was chatting to the stream so much. So there would be like a massive bit of exposition going. I'd go like, oh shit, missed that. What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> they would have to all jump in and tell me what to do. Um, and it was great though, because it felt like we were sharing the game together. It was really fun. Um, I think the game's almost over. There's not much left longer. Maybe maybe one, one more night of playthrough. It has been um, several weeks you've been playing this one now. Uh, this is three weeks I've played this one. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a hard game. It's harder than I remember. Um, it's eight hours of gameplay, really. Um, so it's a very long episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, but I'm season. sure it'll, 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 I've enjoyed it. Like it's for a game made in 1995. I think it still holds up as a really good game now. Like if they remastered that game now, holy shit, I would buy that. Like I would be all all, all over that as a remaster. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the, oh, and, uh, of course, uh, last Sunday and I'm probably going to play again this Sunday is Among Us. Um, <laughs> I, I finally got to be the imposter. And were you any good? I was, I managed to kill two people. Yep. Uh, and then Did I you get away with it? I sucked at lying so bad. I was so bad at lying. I, I just like, clip. <laughs> I couldn't like get a story together that made sense. I was just like, I panicked so quickly. I, I just was went in and out. I just went in and out. Which I, I clearly I didn't, didn't, but you know, it was just like, oh man. So yeah, uh, but it was great. I'm really enjoying the Among Us is great fun. So yeah. um, I'm doing that uh, tomorrow potentially. Um, and then I'm, I'm playing again on Wednesday uh, with subscribers, my channel subscribers. Yeah. Uh, which I believe you are one. Uh, I, got, uh, yeah, I got an email about it. Yeah, you should join in. I might, I might, but at the same time, I I I think I should almost leave it for for your viewers, like your you know, not that I'm not a viewer, but you know what I mean. Like you and me, you and me can set up a game of Among Us whenever we want. Your subscribers, <laughs> like your your loyal following, like they only get a few opportunities, and I don't want to take that away from them. Oh, look genuinely, at you. that's that's actually my Aww. my view is like that would be taking a spot from someone who might want to actually well I'll tell you what if I, if I if i don't get enough people in i i'll give you a shout yeah you will do because uh, i don't have quizzes on wednesdays at the moment so uh, exactly. yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> uh, i might i might even do my own stream on wednesday fuck you um oh, i'll do my own stream of blackjack and hookers all right bender <laughs> like... i understood that reference uh <laughs> i got yes all right cat steve um 
Shall oh, we? Shall we? Uh, shall we do a fantastic five? We shall fantastic that five. Let's do a fantastic five. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time, or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. <laughs> oh. What is it about those two words? Fantastic and five. Put them together, we become such idiots. Um, I mean, I, don't, I think you could have put any two words together and we would become idiots. I don't think we not. I think it's impossible for us not to be idiots. Though. Yeah, we're just idiots. That's actually. That's yeah, it. that's just generally that's true it. in life, that's isn't it? it? <laughs> um, and talking of idiots. <laughs> These people are not. The, well, so we're basing this on the fact that an idiot has stopped being a leader, potentially. Yes. yes. Um, and we've got a new leader uh, uh, who is uh, less of an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. Um, so. Based on the fact that there's a new presidential, you know, based on the election. There's been an election, yes. There's been a slight, I don't know if anyone's heard. (laughs) I mean, I thought the election would still be going on by the time this podcast came out. (laughs) I hoped it would be. No, uh, it was, (laughs) um, but you know, there's, there's been an election. Uh, Biden has, uh, has been, is now president elect 46th president of the United States. At the time of the recording, that's the case. Who knows what's going to happen? (laughs) God knows. Um, Civil War. Um, (laughs) We will see. Uh, Anyway, we... you came up with this idea. I think it's a cracking idea. Do you want yeah, to explain it's like it? Top, um, the, the top leaders, top leaders who, who are our favorite leaders in uh, geek pop culture. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot to mm-hmm. choose from. Um, quite limited in, in some women characters, sadly. Um, not for me. Not for you. No. Uh, I'd, I'd nailed them this. I'd, I'd made a list and then I was like, I need some women. I'd already sent you the list. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I need some women here. Oh, there's this one and there's this one. And then you sent me your list. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, so, but I've got, I've, I've got one. Um, at least I've got one. But yeah, in, in pop culture, like leaders, and I, I have to say leaders, leaders, not like, good characters that could be a leader or anything like that no these are proper proper leaders in fact i've got a couple of presidents here so uh you know it's it's because that's that's what gives us hope sometimes when we're watching something you're going like this is someone who people should be inspired by this is someone who people should aspire to be more like Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I think, uh, a good leader in pop culture is important and, uh, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think it should be taken for granted. And, uh, and I think that for real life as well, don't take for granted the, the good leaders that we get. Absolutely. T- couldn't like, agree with you more. Like people in New Zealand do not take Jacinda Arsene, uh, t- for granted. Do, oh my God. Right. Do oh, not take that lady Jesus, for granted. New Zealand, you are so lucky. <laughs> Cool. Well, but, shall we do it? Uh, yeah. So I'll go first because uh, oh, okay, you, you've cool. gone first uh, the last few times. Uh, okay. So, cool. so uh, I'll I'll do it first this time. So hold on. Let me get my list. Go on. So number uh, five. Number mm. five. Um, it's from TV show. Um, one of the greatest presidents uh, TV show has ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, precursor for Obama, uh, and that is President David Palmer from 24 ah okay cool um he was just senator palmer in the first season uh then he was president in that second season assassination attempt at the end of that second season 
and an absolute legend in the third season where he finally would start confronting his wife and being like you are not good for me uh like to the point like because it was affecting his presidency and that's a yeah. thing like a, a good leader he 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 was willing to sacrifice personal things to uh to 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 prevent it affecting his presidency in fact i think by the end of season three if i remember correctly because it was a while ago i saw it he resigned uh at the end because he knew the the stories that were about to come out were just not going to be good for the country and not and it's not worth fighting so it's like that's the thing about a good leader is also knowing when to stand down um he knew when to stood up stand up for things and he also knows when to stand down uh so yeah and sacrifice his own personal happiness in order to do it cool so good yeah shout. president palmer number five one of the best leaders yeah that's a good one man good shout okay. thank you what's yours um my number five, uh, my number five is Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Nice. Rain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously not rain, not when he's a ranger. I mean, he's still he's a leader when he's a ranger. Um, actually, when he when he's, he leads the fellowship, um, in in that first movie. But it's really the third movie, Return of the King. You know, as yeah. the name suggests, uh, where he really comes into his own. But actually, as I say, all the way through the sort of trilogy, he sort of demonstrates these leadership qualities. Um, it takes him time to accept them. And especially, you know, uh, in that third movie, he, he, he leads the armies. He's, he's there. He's, he's on the front line. He's a man who's willing to get, he's a leader who's willing to get stuck in. He like, he doesn't, he doesn't just go like, I'm, you know, go fight these wars for me. He's like, no, no, I'm going to be on the front battle. You are my brothers. I'm with you. Um, and he's, a, he's a leader that leads by inspiration and by, by, um, by doing so I, I think you know he's he's an absolutely fantastic one uh, that's why he's my number five it's very good I like it yeah that's what's your good. number four my number four uh is um actually uh this is this is where my 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 soul unfortunately my soul lady is mm -hmm. um but uh she's brilliant although I'm, I'm not counting the first film that she was in as, okay. as part of this because she wasn't the leader in the first film she was actually the second in command okay um and this is uh, ellen ripley now she mainly becomes leader really in alien 3 mm. um now it's when she you know when all the like the um uh, the prison guards like the prison officers they've all just been picked off the people in charge have been picked off and she's the only one that's dealt with the aliens so she's like yeah. right this is what we're gonna do she takes she takes point and uh she she kind of does it i mean yes look a lot of people uh do die <laughs> but that's more their own fault than hers she's yeah. telling them what to do they know what they need to do but they're insubordinate so um you know but uh she 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 sac again sacrifices her life at the end knowing what she has to do uh, yeah. And if we're going to, you know, if you do want to count uh, the second film, despite the fact that she's not technically a leader in that, but um, if you go with the second film, the stuff that she is willing to do to, again, sacrifice herself, sacrifice her own happiness in order to get shit done. She didn't need to go on the mission uh, to, to Hadley's Hope uh, in Aliens. She didn't need to go on that mission, but she had to. She knew she had to. She's mm -hmm. a very driven person who will get shit done knowing yeah. what's important. So, yeah. Ellen Ripley. Cool. Good shout. I like that. Yeah. Your number four? My number four is um, Bill, William Bill Adama uh, from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Commander I mean, Adama. I don't really watch that show, but... Um... Yeah. It's, I'm talking specifically about the uh, the new 
uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yes, 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 um, yes. He is, um, you know, he's a man who's like, he's basically on the edge of retirement. Um, the ship, the, the Battlestar Galactica itself is about to be put into a museum, you know, it's about to be decommissioned. Um, and then, of course, there's a Cylon attack and he's forced to to fight it's the only ship that's not crippled by uh the cylon attack because it's not it's got its computer base is is it's solely on the galactica it's not sort of networked with other ships and the, the planet and stuff like that so that's why it's impervious to cylon attack he again he's another well he's he's very different to aragon aragon will be on the front lines fighting the battles uh adama isn't like that but he's willing to he's willing to make decisions that people aren't willing to make um and he's he's very much like i am your leader i am your commander and i will lead by example by being you know it's but at the same time you will do what i tell you to do he is a lead, he's a true leader if i'm being honest even when he's assassinated like an assassinated attempt um by one of the cylons um he still manages to lead you know he still has that or he has an aura. it's just something about him he has an aura about him where it's like you are my leader and i will follow you um he also um has a re you know he he works alongside president roslyn who she's she she shouldn't be uh she shouldn't be pre president she's she was the secretary of education <laughs> it is and only because of the entire cabinet getting murdered like getting killed and she was she happened to be off planet at the time she survived she became president but he's able he works alongside her and gives her the jurors even though she wasn't elected, even though she was inherited the position, he still gives her the due respect that you would you know, that he would give to any president and works alongside her and is he's just fantastic. Um and he has principles. That's the other thing. He has principles. Um so yeah, that's that that's my number four. I think he's just a, he's a great leader, has principles, and is yeah, just that aura of leadership. The aura of leadership. I like it. Nice. Excellent. What's your number three? Uh, my number three. Uh, right, so <laughs> this one, this one, uh, someone who we we both absolutely love, and to be honest, they've only been in one season of something. They are getting their own season of something because of how good a leader they were in Discovery season two, and that is Captain Christopher Pike. Um, I mean, specifically Discovery season two. But sure, if you want to go with the Bruce Greenwood in uh, the Star Trek 2009 and Into Darkness, I, 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 you're shaking your head there, but I, I've got things to say about that. No, but no, no, it, it was fine. But <clears throat> when you compare him to Pike of uh, Mason, you know, the Mason, you know, well, Anson Mount Mount. The, the Anson Mount one, yes, no. But he, he, look, this is a guy who, again, he puts himself on the line. He puts himself on the line. He put, he put himself in harm's way um when um with uh you know he was tortured in that first film nero tortures mm -hmm. him yep. uh, in the jj abrams one uh, i think he does give up the numbers though but he was tortured with a brain bug so we'll allow it but uh the seti alpha eel was it a seti alpha eel was it the it set was, oh yeah it, yeah, was. Yeah, it yeah, was it was of course it was um because i remember i, 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 I sidetrack here but uh, did you see the deleted scene have you watched the deleted scene with nero no. On Rura Penthe. That's, that's actually... Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. It's, it's the Klingons are going to torture Nero with the Seti Alpha bug. That's right, um, yeah. It's really cool. Anyway, sidetracked. Um, but if I really want to go into um, Pike just being the guy that you respect, 
um, and is everything that Starfleet and Star Trek is all about. There was, there was not a scene in season two of Star Trek Discovery that had him in when, like, say, for instance, like Tilly is trapped somewhere and they have to risk the entire crew to save the, this one person. And he's like, because she would do it for us. And it's like, yes, that is star trek that is starfleet that is a captain that is the man um he is just yeah he's just a a beacon of and the fact that he knows like he knows he had to choose the future where he is um disabled um he had to choose there's like look you can you can solve your problem but in order to solve that problem this is the future and you must choose it and that's what he had to do that's how good a leader he is that's true. So, yeah, uh, and, and that's that's what I'd say with that is that that's that's how good a leader he is. Is that he's willing to fully, not just to say I would put my life on the line. No, he will put his life on the line for you, and he means it. Good yeah. shout, man. That's a good shout and good reasoning as well. Very Ooh. good. What's your number three? My number three um, is uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, specifically season seven uh buffy okay because in season seven uh things change so like obviously first six seasons of buffy she's kind of a lone wolf like yeah she's got the scooby gang and she's you know um but she doesn't lead you know she's told she's kind of you know giles tells her yeah giles aims her really doesn't he giles aims her and so on and so forth yeah um and she reacts to a lot of stuff that happens as well and she does have her friends around her but they help they're more as help she doesn't order them around but then things change in season seven. Okay, so they go up against the first, the first evil, which is more powerful than anything that they've ever come across. Yeah, uh, they've got Caleb, uh, who's the sort of the, the the priest of the um of the first minister of the first, and suddenly, the the first is going after potential slayers, the potentials. Yeah murdering them before so the idea being if she if they the first murders all the potentials and then goes for buffy there will be no slayer line at all because there's no potentials so buffy is forced to bring all the potentials together train them yeah yeah and to become an army to fight against the first and she goes from being this lone character to having to become a leader. And she makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong. She makes mistakes. In fact, she, she, she does it so poorly the first time round that she gets ousted and they're like, no, we want Faith to be our leader, not you. But she steps back. She, she accepts that decision. She doesn't, like, she doesn't do a Trump and, and sue them, right? She accepts <laughs> that reason um, and then comes back when they go, no, we actually do need you. You are our leader. Because despite the fact she's always worked on her own she has developed leadership skills through example because she's always on that front line she knows how to fight she trains an entire army of people people who could be slayers that don't have the power of a slayer but she manages to train them so that they can fight right so they fight against the uber ramp uh, vamps that you know are unkillable and they don't have any powers and then she is willing to give up the fact that she is the only slayer, she's willing to give that up so that every girl who could potentially be a slayer gets given the powers at that point. So she's not alone anymore. She's willing to give up the thing that makes her special to ensure that the world is safe. 
So that's what makes her a true leader is that she's willing to sacrifice her individuality, her specialness. Sensing a theme with our leaders. I am. Yeah. I am. Also, incidentally, that's uh, I, I. I am on. Uh, I've done my male leaders. Now it's all female from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, and I know who's next. But my number two. Go on. My number two. Boy, this guy can give a speech. That's President Whitmore from Independence <laughs> Day. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Because look, 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 there's a reason why that speech is referenced all the time. There's a reason why, as a character, you just go, oh, isn't he? Because he's, he's not like some hardcore president. He's a guy who, look, there's nothing wrong with being a bit unsure about yourself. I think mm, there's a mm. thing about being too cocky. I think it's good to sometimes have that second guess about something that you're doing. Yeah. And the fact that there's... Like this, this guy that's back in his life, I'm talking about Jeff Goldblum's character, this guy that's back in your life who once punched you in the face, that you're willing to go, hold on, the world's at stake here. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. He has every reason to not listen to any word that this guy has to yeah. say. But because yeah. the fate of the world is on the line, he's going, you know what? Doesn't matter. Tell me what you know and let's see if it helps. So, and, and then, of course, yes, we've got that amazing speech and he's able to muster that speech while still grieving for the death of his wife and having to comfort his child. And then after that speech, he gets into a plane and joins the fight himself. Lead by example. And that's what he does. President Whitmore, we salute you. Do you know, uh, f- great choice, by the way. Great choice. <laughs> um, funnily enough... Uh, the actress who played his wife yeah. is the actress who played Laura Roslin in uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> and she becomes president of the humans, of the human colony. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> just, just thought you'd like that, that little link bet there. She, bet she didn't give a good a speech as President Whitmore. No, she was very unsure of herself. We will not go <laughs> quietly. Oh, that's a brilliant speech. Brilliant speech. Anyway, cool. Yes. Well, what's your number two? I might surprise you. I don't think you will. Or have I you changed one of you? One of no, I've not changed any of them. Oh, okay. Um, you've, you obviously we share our list, so we don't have any um, no crossovers. major surprises. I think yeah, the only one that was a surprise for you today was Ripley. That was. But the I only haven't one. put any of them in order. I didn't put them in order. I put okay. them. In, you know. Yeah. Which one are you going with? So my number two hmm. is Leia. Okay. Right. My number two is Leia. Um, Princess Leia. General, General, General. Leia, <laughs> as she then became. Um, you know, she starts off as a princess. She's a Disney princess now, by the way. Also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she starts off as a princess um, who, you know, trying to get the Death Star plans uh, to the Rebel Alliance. The first time we see her in movie history is obviously in Star Wars. But the first time we see something done is actually at the end of Rogue One, where we see her actually get the Death Star plans and we see that sort of continuous story. She willingly stands up to Darth Vader, the most powerful man in the galaxy. She withhold, uh, she, she, she goes, she gets tortured and she still won't give up the, uh, the, the rebel base. Um, she, her, her home planet gets blown up. She still won't give up the rebel base. She still gives, you know, she, well, she gave up, she gave up something when that happened. She got Dantooine. There was <laughs> nothing Dantooine. on Dantooine. Fuck those guys. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Dantooine. Nothing on there. What's, what's on there? They don't even have a McDonald's, mate. <laughs> Fucking wimpy. Who gives a shit? 
<laughs> right? But she gives up Dantooine, which there was nothing there. It was a remote outpost. There was nothing there. Um, she won't give up the main rebel base. And she, she gives up everything to protect the rebellion. Yeah. Then she goes and she finally joins, you know, she gives up, she ends up having been forced to give up her place in the Senate where she was a leader of Alderaan and has to end up becoming a leader in the Rebel Alliance. You know, she goes on to lead, you know, she, she, she leads the Rebel Assault on the first Death Star from the, the control room. She does it again for the second Death Star. And then when the First Order, you know, come into the game, she's, she's General Leia and she gives up her life at the very end of it to ensure that the, the, the Resistance can win against uh, Kylo Ren and everything. Uh, it's just, and the, the Emperor. So she is an absolutely, insanely amazing leader. And you can see the growth of her character in everything all the way through. Um, so that is, she's my number two. She would be my number one, but my number one just no, edges it slightly. I, I actually agree with the order that you've done these two in. And I, I have to say, I applaud you in uh, not that there's anything, everything you said is absolutely correct. I just applaud you for the fact that you have managed to spin something from Rise of Skywalker into a positive. Yeah. Oh God, it was hard, mate. It was hard. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, oh. oh I wanted to. I wanted to ignore it, but oh, I had to do something. Because I know you've complained about that death. So oh, the fact that you had to mate. turn that death into a positive. It was painful. It was painful. <laughs> Pointless, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my number two. What's your number one? My number one. My number one. I mean, this guy. This guy. If there's anyone who could deliver a speech as good as President Whitmore. It would be Captain Steve America Rogers. That's that's who it would be. That's that who America's be. ass. It, he is America's ass. He is the leader. He's the president. Day. He can do it all day. He can do it all fucking day, mate. He's with you to the end of the line. That's that's the thing. That's that's the thing. He is so look, going from his early beginnings, and I don't mean the comics, I just mean Steve Rogers, you know, the little mm. weedy guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The little weedy guy who he doesn't want to kill people, but he doesn't like bullies. And you know, he he is a good man. He's doing everything for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh and even when like he, you know when he gets caught out with the with the woman like um with um oh, what's her name in Natalie Dormer I think it was her the, the 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 actress who played he he gets off with that girl and uh, agent carter sees sees them kissing and yeah. like that wasn't him he didn't instigate that he wasn't being the asshole there the no. woman pounced on him yes. and 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 you know he didn't do that and yet he's still just like apologizing he's still like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it's like he didn't do anything wrong now granted that's nothing to do with actual leadership that's just the way he deals with his personal relationships if we want to get into the actual leadership thing again he's willing to put his life on the line he will down a plane and essentially kill himself in his mind that's what he was going to do in order to save lives um granted yes as pointed out in a deleted scene he could have just jumped out the back but shh, shh, shh. anyway uh, <laughs> but he was still willing to do it then uh going into the other films yeah he gets a bit distracted as anyone would when it turns out that your best friend is uh, a brainwashed russian operative I think he still handled it really, really well. And then um, the fact that he's willing to um, 
because his motivations in Civil War is 100% correct. Whether you're Team yeah. Cap, Team Stark, whatever. The fact is, is that he's right. With, the, with, with political agendas, you could end up being sent to something you don't believe in or refuse to be sent somewhere where you have to do something, otherwise people are going to get hurt. And like, he, he knew that like, it's about doing the right thing, not about serving mm. agendas. Someone's in trouble. You go help them. Yeah. But really it all comes to uh, an endgame. Yeah. Where he makes Ugh. the call, we're gonna go. Tr- we're gonna travel back in time. Hugely risky maneuver, but they do it. Of course, it goes all tits up. But the thing that really singles Cap out to be the great leader is the fact that he was about to take on Thanos and his entire fucking army on his own with yep. a broken arm and a broken shield. Yeah, and he was ready. He was willing to do that. He gets up and he stands in front of that whole army on his own. And that is the sort of thing that that's when everyone that turns up and they're like, we will stand behind you because you were willing to do that for the world. So we will do that as well. And that's the thing. Lead by example. If, you, if he was willing to take on an entire galactic army on his own, that's going to inspire an entire army behind you. It's like, this is the guy we are going to get behind. And yeah, he can give a good really shout. fucking good speech. Yeah, good shout, man. Good so shout. That's my number Steve one. Steve Rogers. Yeah, I it's can my see why. It's my totally number one. see why. Totally it's see why. One. I nearly I went with Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> good, okay. I, uh, I would have liked to see how you spun that one. Uh, <laughs> okay, brilliant. come on. Let's let's have your number one. Let's have it. Cool. I, I, I so when I sent you my list, um, the first thing you sent back to me is let me bring it up. Was um, I'm surprised by no Picard. Yes. Okay. So let me explain. For both this. of us, to be honest. Both of us. I yeah. Went with Pike let, over let, Picard. Let, let me let, let me let me explain this. Um, why I've gone for this instead of Picard. Uh, my number one is Catherine Janeway. Okay. Uh. And there's a really good, there's really good reasoning behind it. Um, I think it's pretty obvious if you've watched Voyager or you're aware of Star Trek lore, mm-hmm. why Janeway over Picard. Now, Picard is a, is a good leader. He is a good leader, but he's also, but like, the thing about him is that he's a fantastic um, diplomat uh, and he's a, he is a great leader and so, so forth. But he's never beyond the Borg, like best of both worlds where he's turned into the cute as a Borg. Beyond that, most of what he does is pretty routine Federation stuff, right? Yeah. We see him do first contacts. Uh, we see him do diplomatic missions. We see him do, uh, you know, deal with the Romulans and the Klingons, like as, as every other captain would do. It happens to be that he's a better captain than most in the fleet. He's one of the most respected captains. But everything that he does is apart from, as I said, apart from the incident with the Borg, everything he does is is run of the mill. Everything he does, any other captain in Starfleet would be expected to do. Yeah? Can we agree on that? Yeah, 100%. I I forget that I nod and no one can see me nodding. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. As I say, it's not to say that he's a bad captain. It's just that other captains do it. He's not been pushed the same way Janeway has been pushed. Janeway, yes. On her first command, she's given command of the most advanced starship in uh, in the Starfleet, uh, the Intep- Intrepid class of Voyager. 
so advanced it has bioneural circuitry. It can hit gel warp, packs. Gel packs. It, ha- it can hit warp nine point. It can cruise at uh, like its, it's cruising speed is insane, but it can hit nine point seven five warp nine point seven five easily. Right, so it's, it's terrible fast, for the environment. Terrible. Terrible for the environment. But a fast, nimble ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, its first mission is to. A, retrieve her security officer who's undercover with the Marquis, but also to hunt down the specific Marquis vessel. And on her first mission, her first mission in her brand new ship, brand new ship, she hasn't had a chance to get to know her crew. She hasn't had a chance to sort of do any of these things. She's got people who are green behind the ears. She's got Harry Kim there, who's on his first mission. She's got Tom Paris, who is... He's, he's, he's a convict. He's yeah, a he's convict. He's come from prison, hasn't he? Yeah. He's come from prison, right? And on her first mission, in, while she's in pursuit of the, the Marquis vessel, she's hurled to the other side of the galaxy, right? 75,000 light years from Earth into the Delta Quadrant. And half her crew dies. Half, you know, the Starfleet crew dies. She's forced to integrate um, the Starfleet and Marquis Mar- uh, crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has to find a way for them to all work together. She's, she does, she's willing, she willingly gives uh, Chicote, who is a wanted man by Starfleet standards, she willingly gives him second in command of the vessel because she understands that in order to reunite the crew, she needs to have that leeway. She, she, she gives a fair chance to Belana Torres to, to become the chief engineer, even though she favors the other one. She um, recognizes that her only medical crew is a hologram. That's it. And she's willing to give, she, she helps that holographic, uh, she helps the doctor develop a personality and gives him freedoms, uh, eventually fights for him to be recognized as a sentient living being right? She liberates a drone from the Borg Collective and helps Seven of Nine rediscover her humanity and become who she is, like become the Seven of Nine that we see in Picard. Um, And all the while, she is leading this vessel, this small vessel, 150 crew, not that big compared to the galaxy-class ship that Picard... Picard doesn't even know half his crew. Janeway knows everybody. There's an episode where Janeway goes down to like a tiny little bit of the ship you where Tom Morello, <laughs> where Tom Morello has a <laughs> has a, a cameo sequence in that bit. He does right, and she knows his name and she knows all the crew's names, mm-hmm. right? Yet, despite being the fact that she knows all the crew's names, she knows who they are and she knows what affects them. She doesn't get too personal with them. She keeps that. She maintains that distance. She is the captain. And she leads by example, yeah? And she manages to lead the crew back to the, de- to the Alpha Quadrant, right? It's incredible. She is an incredible leader to have done that on her first command. Like, no one else could do that. She made first contact with numerous species. She explored an entire part of space that no one had ever explored before. And even when they came across another Starfleet vessel um, that had done, gone through the same thing, like you could see the difference. Like she had managed to keep the Starfleet values and the Federation values alive, whereas Captain Ransom started making small concessions here and there and 
the crew got poisoned, you know, and the ship got poisoned and got to the stage where it was. But she wouldn't, no matter how bad it got, she was like, no, we do this the right way. We do this the Starfleet way. And it got them through. She even made all the difficult decisions. She made decisions that you and I could not make. That, and that decisions that in fiction are now getting argued in real life. Should she have split up Tuvix? Like yes. those types of things. She was willing to make those decisions. Mm. She is an incredible leader. Incredible. And she's done, she did something that no one else had done in Starfleet. And I don't think anyone else has done in fiction. I have, I have no comeback to that. <laughs> I have no comeback because I would follow right. Janeway is a leader and I would follow her to the ends of the galaxy which is where she's been Steve Rogers and Catherine Janeway I would ship them <laughs> could you imagine if they were in, in charge my god oh. it, it just yeah that would be that would be great oh my god love yes. it what a great world Janeway Rogers in. vote 2024 Janeway Rogers <laughs> Janeway Rogers <laughs> What a great, that's, that was, what a great, uh, fantastic five. Yeah, I feel hopeful now. I enjoyed that. Thank uh, you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time, or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous, phenomenal, fantastic five. And that's the, uh, that's the end of that. Yeah. That's had a good, good chat, didn't we? I enjoyed that. Do you enjoy yourself? I enjoyed myself immensely. Maybe too much. Oh, maybe too much. Uh, well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I mean, obviously, you know, we enjoyed it. You heard. We just said we enjoyed it. Of course we did. Uh, but we hope you did enjoy listening to it. If you did, uh, if you haven't already, whatever platform you're listening to, hit subscribe. Uh, leave a review because reviews help. Uh, you know, we'll get more listeners if you leave a review. It's just a short one. It could be a couple of words. It could be no words. Just leave the stars. Preferably words, though. Yeah. Um, emojis are good as well. Yeah, emojis are good as well. We'll take them. And of course, the other thing to do is share it. Let people know that you're listening to the podcast. Uh, give us a retweet up on Twitter, wherever we are. In fact, Matt, tell them. Yeah, I mean, you know, not just do the retweets, you know, actually follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitch. You can actually get involved with our conversations there. So, you know, Rick is uh, twitch.tv forward slash Rick Carranza. I'm uh, twitch.tv slash UK. Come and join in a stream, have a conversation with us. We'll talk back. As I say, it's more interactive that way. Uh, another thing you can also do for us, it would be incredibly helpful, uh, and we hope you consider uh, subscribing to our Patreon. Because with mm. the Patreon, you get access to deleted things, you know, deleted conversations, deleted, uh, I'm doing air quotes here, deleted scenes, as it were. And there's other content that we'd love to produce uh, for Patreon uh, when we need your support to do it. So do give us a subscribe on there. Now, for all of these links, for the Patreon, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, if you just Google The Geekatorium, just search The Geekatorium, you will find us. We're easily found. <laughs> excellent uh well thank you very much for listening guys thank you. uh we hope well we'll be back later in the week don't you worry about that we're back later in the week with some news yes so have a good week and we'll speak to you soon bye 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 <laughs>